Teen Time Presents Podcast On Demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.org.hk. Teen Time Podcast On Demand. Welcome back to the Teen Time Science Blog. I'm Neil Chase. The best news over the last couple of weeks has been the plugging of the oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico. Although hundreds of millions of gallons of oil escaped from the leaking well over a period of almost three months, scientists say that there is only about one quarter of that remaining. So who are the heroes here? The cleanup workers and engineers, yes, but perhaps even more is a small oil-hungry bacterium called Alcanivorex. It and other microbes feed on the spilled oil and have managed to break down a large quantity of it. Exactly how much and how quickly the bugs eat up the oil is something that scientists are only starting to discover now. Unfortunately, the mini bugs also consume a lot of oxygen from the water in the process, and so using huge swarms of them to beat the oil spill could endanger other sea life. But at least we are discovering more natural ways to beat an oil spill in the event that something this terrible happens again. One of the toughest debates in medicine is the ethical question of whether we should use chimpanzees in biomedical research. They are one of our closest relatives and so are particularly useful in scientific testing if that can't be done on humans. But is the process so cruel that we shouldn't be subjecting them to this torture? Proponents of animal testing say that while it is not ideal, we need to test some treatments on animals before we allow them on ourselves. So, testing or not, that is what the US legislature is arguing at the moment, discussing the Great Ape Protection Act, which aims to severely restrict the number and type of experiments that can be done on chimps. There are an estimated 1,000 research chimpanzees in the United States currently and many more around the world. If the new law passes, then it would ban any research that could cause death, bodily injury, pain, distress, fear, injury or trauma to the animals. We can only hope that with better testing techniques in the future, no animal testing at all will be needed. Every time you ride in a car, as a driver or a passenger, you are taking a risk. Maybe there will be an accident or perhaps you'll be hit by another car. The chance is minimal if you are a safe driver anyway, but the Volvo car company is taking car safety to the ultimate level. In a new statement by the company, they state that by the year 2020, nobody shall be seriously injured or killed in a new Volvo. The ultimate safe car includes a stronger than ever structure of the vehicle, plus new gadgetry that maintains a safe distance to the car in front. There is radar to keep an eye out for pedestrians and the potential to react with other cars, traffic lights and road signals. You would still need to be a competent driver, but the promise of a fatality-free car is a good dream to work towards. As of course you know, the area of a circle is pi r squared. 
The number pi is irrational, which means it can't be expressed as a fraction. It almost seems magical too, as we can't actually give it an exact numerical value, and so we usually settle on 3.14, or maybe a few more digits for greater accuracy. However, a couple of Japanese and American scientists have now calculated the number pi to 5 trillion digits nearly double the previous record of 2.7 trillion set by a French programmer last year. However, the relevance of their work is actually hard to quantify. And personally, I prefer apple pie with a little cream on the top. Meanwhile, staying with food, the way we raise cattle for food is really inefficient. In fact, the raising of livestock consumes two-thirds of the planet's farmland and is a major source of greenhouse gases. So what is the alternative? According to a Belgian entomologist, the answer is bugs. Arnold van Hoys suggests that farming edible insects like mealworms and crickets would produce far less greenhouse gas and as they are metabolically much more efficient than cows or sheep, they would be far cheaper to feed and raise. They are high in protein and calcium, less subject to contagious diseases and with over 1,000 edible species offer plenty of variety. It needn't be the sort of deep-fried locust that you might have seen on street stalls in Thailand, but the protein from bugs could be turned into food that we would find much more acceptable, like perhaps the bug burger. Well, I can't wait to try it. And I'm a vegetarian too. I'm Neil Chase, and that's it for the science blog for this week. Read it back again on the Teen Time website, and I'll see you next week for more. Teen Time presents Podcast On Demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.org.hk. Teen Time, Podcast On Demand. <laughs>